Coming up on This Week in Games, Ubisoft delays three major titles due to missed earnings. MTG is looking to float on the US stock exchange, and Valve shuts down money laundering for a second time in CSGO. Coming up This Week in Games. It's that time of the week for your video game industry news rundown. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and this week was quarterly earnings. And you know what that means? That means we have a lot of juicy news and details for me to cover and a lot of stuff for you guys to absorb. So let's kick it off. Ubisoft makes a hard pivot as Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Division 2 make the publisher reconsider its 2020 releases. So this is probably a bigger story than it appears. And following the sales of new Ghost Recon and Division releases, Ubisoft is delaying their next three major releases. So that's Watchdog Legions, Gods and Monsters, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. This is likely due to the monetization and metagame systems found in both Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, and The Division 2 are being used broadly across the three delayed major titles. So making Ubisoft re-forecast and replan their games as a service offering for 2020. And how badly did they miss? Well, Ubisoft is kind of blaming the games for missing nearly $800 million in yearly revenue. So I think they were forecasted to make $2.4 billion in sales um, for the fiscal year of 2019. And they're only going to make $1.6 billion. Jesus, that's a lot. Um, Ubisoft stock dropped 16% upon the announcement. Ubisoft later said part of the delay was a decision to launch some of their games exclusively on PS5 and Xbox Scarlet. Probably bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, other troubling news, there's no mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2 at all. So, I, I mean, that game's been in limbo as far as I'm concerned forever. So... Is if they're not talking about it, it's not getting released. Um, honestly, think Ubisoft releases too many games every year. It sounds stupid, but it's probably true. I mean, maybe they should like con- constrict and refocus on their best brands and franchises. Ghost Recon is probably never going to be a Call of Duty or Battlefield. The Division is picking back off of Destiny, which is itself was somewhat of a failure with Destiny 2. And like other games in that category, like Anthem, just you know, lit tons of money on fire, refocusing on Assassin's Creed that can maintain long-term revenue and engagement, a Rainbow Six that, you know, continues to dig out its mainstay in esports, and maybe some of the smaller bets, but God, you don't need The Division, you don't need Ghost Recon, you you really don't even need Watch Dogs, like, I know Watch Dogs 2 did pretty well, but, I mean, it's, it's like Watch Dogs, you putting minimal effort into Watch Dogs is never going to compete with Grand Theft Auto, you know. So they just released too many games, and they have too big of a forecast for these games. Like, And frankly, Ubisoft isn't that great at uh, live ops for their games either. So none of their games are raking in. You, you know, if you look at their earnings, most of their earnings are upfront on the $60 purchase, not on the revenue. Whereas if you look at like 2K, Dream Team on NBA 2K accounts for way more revenue, I think, than the $60 purchases of NBA 2K. So that and same thing with EA and FIFA, like that's how you look at it. You know, Ubisoft has never mastered this. So why play in that field? All right, next up, the Modern Times Group is considering a U.S.-based IPO. So MTG, which is 
not Magic the Gathering, but the Modern Times Group is a Swedish investment firm that is mentioned almost weekly on this podcast for their investments in the game studios, publishers, and services. I think uh, this year alone, they've put about $11 million in the game industry, and that's you know sometimes like not even a big year for them so they have their fingers and everything the ipo would raise money for their esports division which already owns dreamhack and esl through acquisition so they outright owned you know esl one and dreamhack two of the biggest non game owned of the esports events of the year so the third one i would say would be evo so those three are not owned what i mean by not owned is the league of legends world championships are clearly owned by riot and tencent uh, DreamHack is not owned by a single company. So MTG currently has a float on the Swedish NASDAQ, but wants a foothold in the U.S., which it considers their most important esports market, likely hoping to secure strategic investments via the IPO. Um, it's pretty interesting to see a strategy like this. MTG is one of those holdings company that, frankly, is all over the place and makes it hard to pin down. They technically have synergies all across the game industry and pretty much everything, but rarely utilize their investments together. For example, you know, a few years ago, they bought out Congregate and DreamHack. But how many times have you heard Congregate and DreamHack mention the same sentence outside of mentioning MTG? Not really. So they kind of have a smorgasbord of investments, whether acquisitions are actually just like um, minority stakes in companies and... I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. Uh, They throw money around a lot. They clearly make it back, but it's kind of like, for example, look at Tencent. Like Tencent will index an entire industry. So they'll have 11% in Bluehole, who owns Player Unknown Battlegrounds. They have 40% of Epic, who owns Fortnite. I think they're the publisher of Knives Out and Rules of Survival. So they'll like index. That whole energy or uh, that whole like landscape of battle royale games and then whoever wins uh they'll pump money into that one right and so that's their strategy some other companies will just like utilize games that they can piggyback off of each other so like zingo will buy match three games maybe and funnel them into their social casino companies mtg is just all over the place that's what i mean by that and <laughs> i just don't see them like forcing their uh investments to work together so it's just a weird company for me but clearly working all right next up valve shuts down money laundering and gambling for the second time in csgo's history this time with container keys so as with previous csgo skin gambling that was kind of the blueprint on how to support illegal gambling online (laughs) csgo players utilized keys as a means for their money laundering and online gambling in counter-strike global offense containers are you know, just outright loot boxes and container keys allow you to open said loot boxes. Effectively, container keys are the value of the loot box, not the box itself. And from the press report, it seems like the main issue was like stolen credit cards being used to purchase large amount of container keys and selling them at a discount for cash in secondary markets. Players will no longer be able to trade or sell container keys inside of CSGO. All right. I'm going to shit on Valve for a second. Valve 100% knew this was a problem, and I don't know why they decided to address it now. Maybe they got too much flack. Um, Anytime you have randomized rewards and the ability to trade either the rewards or the instrument for unlocking those rewards, there will be fraud, money laundering, or gambling equivalent to the value of the rewards. Like That's pretty much set. Um, They got rid of CSGO skin gambling, and... You had to know that if you allow people to trade the keys that go into them, you know, it's 
you're gonna have the exact same problem and even more funny or is more funny a term is valve isn't going to shut down mass purchasing of of container keys or like some kind of like investigation in the stolen credit card usage no they're just going to shut down the trading because i mean they still want the money so uh, it's pretty rough um and honestly this is one of the loot box regulations that almost everyone can get behind you are not allowed to trade the contents of a loot box purchased or unlocked through real money and you know it's just valve is kind of like making all the mistakes for everyone else that's all i'll say all right next up we be esports now the Wii company is now eyeing esports opportunities hmm okay so we works descent from overvalued behemoth propped up by softbank's saudi driven vision fund to 80 percent controlled by masayoshi son and it's equally troubling founder adam newman is well well documented at this point um I mean, WeWork alone potentially killed growth-driven VC as we know it. <laughs> and so I actually have to thank them for that because that is just terrible. Like, why why are VCs pumping hundreds of million dollars into companies who almost have no avenue to becoming profitable and getting that back? It It's beyond me. It's like a tax on the IP people who buy into the IPO. I don't know. The new and improved the Wee company that seems to now understand math and accounting is targeting a new line of higher margin businesses with this mass amount of office spaces and esports is one of them. Bloomberg reported that in the UK, WeWork has filed trademark for Play by We for gaming tournaments, game events, office spaces for game companies and other such. This all makes sense. Uh, esports and kind of like local beer leagues for esports need space more than anything. And WeWork has plenty of space that they're renting out for low margins at this point. So why not experiment in other businesses? And honestly, I would think it would be hilarious if the crippled WeWork can still beat GameStop to hosting local community and amateur-driven esports events and leagues. So let's see. All right, let's get to the business news. All right, this week in fundraising, Scopely raises $200 million in a rarely seen Series D. So this is a weird one. Mobile, publishers, mobile publisher and developer Scopely is trying to reinvigorate their war chest through a series d fundraising round led by new vu capital this round will be used to expand their portfolio through mma that's mergers and acquisitions aka kind of like zynga's current playbook this is what a lot of mobile publishers are resulting to with genre kingpins pretty much staying static at the top of category charts and attempts to break into new categories can cost publishers tens of millions of dollars in user acquisition to even take an attempt at it you know I think uh, Tilting Point was like pumping $30 million into these like indie games just to have an attempt for them to enter top 20 charts. It's, it's ridiculous. Scopely uh, is extra concerning because their biggest hits come from IP-driven games, meaning Scopely is already giving up 30% of revenue to Apple or Google, and then they have to give up another 10 to 30% to the IP holder depending on the IP. So I have my doubts about the consolidation going on in mobile space right now. I don't really think it's a viable strategy. It seems like it's a bunch of short-term games for the cost of either diluting your stock, getting rid of your cash reserves, or racking up mass amounts of debt that you're probably not going to be able to cover in the few quarters. And it's not like a lot of these mobile acquisitions are coming at like a discount or on good faith or anything. They're paying like, you know, street value for these companies, you know. Zynga paying $300 million a pop per company is like street value. It's like what the company you know if the company i don't know it 
it's it's out of control and it's like I, I i don't have better options for them but definitely the solution isn't to consolidate the entire mobile industry and start buying up you know your tier b and c developers who you know have a top 25 top 50 categorical hit <sighs> i i don't know it doesn't make sense. I think mobile industry is probably, I wouldn't say like an outright crash, but it's certainly not going to be the place where I'm going to mention a lot of fundraising over the next 10 years. That's that's my prediction right now. All right, next up, fundraising. French cloud gaming company Shadow raises $33 million in a Series B. So Shadows is one of the few remaining non-Amazon, Google, Microsoft cloud gaming companies kind of still doing the damn thing. Um, they've been around since 2015, and with the Series B led by French investment firm Serena, it brings their total fundraising to just over $100 million. However, I, I don't really know what the path is for a company like Shadow to compete in the world of basically negative margins that Google and Amazon are willing to play in. You know, Maybe lock up a few indie developers or indie publishers for exclusivity. Maybe target demographics that are underserved. Like Maybe they think that french speaking users are being underserved i don't know i don't know what their strategy is because at this point you have to assume amazon and google are offering cloud gaming at a negative margin they're losing money when you cloud game right i mean google is charging what is it like ten dollars a month okay if you use one of their gpus in the cloud at peak hours which most gamers play at peak hours if you use that i don't know like eight hours a week, they're 100% losing money. <laughs> like, that doesn't cover $10 a month of usage for a top, like, 4K game. So I don't know what a company like Shadow does, but I'm curious to see, so let's see. All right, next up. Mainline, an eSports platform, closes $6.8 in Series A. So eSports platform has officially replaced blockchain as my least favorite game industry investment. There's no way we need more than one, maybe three esports platform per game out there. And yet every week I'm announcing like, I don't know, two esports platform investment rounds. Mainline is a tournament creation platform, something to be used by professional tournament organizers like DreamHacks to run brackets, live updates, and other stuff. Honestly, I just even outside of tournament plat esports platform or esports services, I'm not terribly bullish on anything that serves grassroots tournaments like DreamHacks. So almost every major game has its own league and associated tournaments. And outside of DreamHack and you know, like I said before, Evo, I wouldn't invest in a company that makes services or platforms for online or grassroots tournaments. And by grassroots, I mean like tournaments made up by fans of that game not by the company or not by um not by the company or publisher or studio of that game but like fans yeah i i don't know esports must be big i mean i i don't have the numbers but every week just capital millions and millions is getting thrown at the word esports we saw this with vr and ar we saw this with blockchain and cryptocurrency based games you know those you can pretty much say were all big busts is esports a bus? I, I don't know. I mean, it is on ESPN now, so can't be that big of a bus. But again, the stuff that appears on ESPN is the own leagues outside of, again, Evo. So, um, another one of these this week in games. We'll have to see. <laughs> All right, this week in acquisitions, weird one. Unity acquires Avios. So this is a strange acquisition, even for Unity, who's 
basically been on a tear this year. French-based Obvious describes itself as a technology for virtual reality for architecture and real estate. So if you go on their websites and you look at their videos, they basically look like they model your home and then make an interactive VR application or game so potential buyers can put on VR headsets, tour your home in VR, and interact with it by like turning on light switches or fans or opening doors or other you know interactive items. That is Obvious's main business. However, they have a side technology called Furios that streams 3D applications. And I guess it's similar to cloud gaming. I tried to read the description and figure out what streaming 3D applications means that isn't cloud gaming. I couldn't find it. Um, but I guess whatever 3D streaming means, uh, Unity is looking to host their own take on cloud gaming services to offer to Unity developers. However, I mean, without a server farm, I don't see much use for this as an army of GPUs and server proximity to users is what holds back potential competitors in cloud gaming, not the actual streaming tech. I don't think the streaming tech is that special in cloud gaming. I don't know. It could be wrong. You know, Microsoft has something where they're like front processing inputs and doing predictive like processing. They claim they it's like special and gets lagged down. However, I don't see specialty in like streaming tech. I think it's just hardware, proximity, uh, things like that. So oh well um wizard of the coast acquires toot games so montreal-based toot games is best known for the 2016 three-player co-op game livestock it is now a part of wizard of the coast family that includes dungeons and dragons and magic the gathering however this acquisition wasn't out of the blue toot has been working on a dungeons and dragons game since livestock's release and it's pretty common for ip holders that uh also publish games to buy out their devs on the studio side if they like what they're seeing so i hire studio a they make whatever crappy ip i own they make a game for me halfway through development i'm like damn these guys are good and on their shit i'm just gonna buy them out now because if i wait for the game to be released and be a mega hit it's gonna cost me more to buy them out or you know maybe they're gonna make so much money they're just gonna run off and make their own games i'm gonna secure that shit now so Pretty good strategy, and congrats to Games on being acquired by uh, Wizard of the Coast. All right, final news, and it's positive, which is a rare one for me to leave you guys with. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto has been honored with the Person of Cultural Merit for his cultural contribution to video games. This is one of the highest honors in Japan for a single individual to receive. Basically stated that he's made a long-lasting impact on the culture of Japan and changed its course forever. Congrats, Miyamoto. I mean, come on. Creator Donkey Kong, Mario, Zelda. Arguably the face of Nintendo. What else? What else? All right. That's it for this week in games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Also, leave a comment. Leave me a rating. I love to read them. Uh, send me an email. Hit me up. And I'll see you guys next week for this week in games.